This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. The Philippines win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. From the Stiefel Sports Studio. I'm Mike Claiborne, and we welcome everybody today to Sports on a Sunday Morning. I'm filling in for Tom Ackerman, who has some deserved time off. And uh, we'll be here until 1140 when we have Cardinal baseball coming your way. They're going to be over in Cincinnati taking on the Reds, and we'll have a lot to talk about this morning, including uh, talking with Oliver Marmel here in just a bit and talk some baseball with him, the Cardinal manager. Uh, John Mozalak will visit with us in the 11 o'clock hour, talk some hockey with Andy Strickland, get his thoughts on that Blues game last night, and we'll talk a little basketball and a little college sports and some NBA with Earl Austin Jr. a little later. But before we go any further, BK, did you watch last night's Blues game? I watched the first two periods. Uh, I watched the second period this morning before I came into work. And oh, I you thought, are dedicated. Yeah, and I thought, well, that's pretty good, up 4-1. And then I looked at Twitter and went, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there? You know, I'm I'm sitting somewhere, it's 4-1, I'm feeling good about Mm -hmm. it, and then all of a sudden, it's 4-4, and I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. And and the Coyotes are the sort of team where they've got nothing to lose at this point. They're Mm -hmm. playing for next year, and uh, they made that game a little bit more interesting than what it should have been. Yeah, it was kind of like the San Jose game the other night, and I considered it, uh, you know, holiday on ice because the skating was really pretty. The passing was really pretty, but there was no grit in the Blues game. And and if you can have all that pretty passing and all that pretty skating, but if you don't have any grit at all, you're going to let a, a bad team hang with you, and that's what they did. Well, you make a great point about grit because the Blues need to find some if they feel like they can go deep in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think they have it right now. You know, you, you make a – 
the point about them scoring. They look good. The passes are cute and everything. But when the playoffs roll around, man, you're going to have people over a seven-game series, perhaps, mm-hmm. that are going to get in your face and they're going to do some things and you have to figure out how to push back. And I don't think you can just rely on saying, well, we'll, we'll just let them take all the bad penalties and we'll beat them on the power play. Well, you won't have a power play if everybody's getting beat up. So I, I just feel like this team, as well as they're playing, and, and you can't overlook the, the point streak or any of that stuff. Right. But that's not Stanley Cup playoff hockey that they're going to have to be playing in about, what, a week? It starts May 2nd. Yeah, May so. 2nd. Yeah, you don't usually score your way to a Stanley Cup. No, you have you to have be to able to. Yeah. In order to win the Stanley Cup, you have to be versatile where you can play it any way the other guy wants to play it. And I don't think the Blues are in that position. Uh, when you remember when they won in 2019, they had physicality, they could skate, they they did a lot of things well defensively, and they made you work and they wore you down. Yeah. I don't think this team does it right now. I think if the fourth line plays the way they have been playing and they step up and Baruby plays them, uh, I think that their depth can come into play and be the positive factor. But Minnesota got heavier at the trade deadline. Yes, they did. They've got some size, and so that is that is going to be an issue for them. Uh, and then you have the goaltending situation where, you know, are, who are you going to start, Bennington or Huso? And do you have two or do you have none? You have one. One and a half. Yeah. We'll see. Good talking to you, sir. Always Looking good forward to, to the playoffs you, rolling around. You betcha. Hey, uh, we've got Cardinal baseball today. As I mentioned, the Cardinal manager is going to visit with us in just a bit. Redbirds are rolling. They won again yesterday against Cincinnati. Who They're, they're bad right now. Cincinnati has lost 11 in a row. And uh, they've had some injuries. They've got a lot of young players. Uh, this may not be a good season for the Reds, but we'll see uh, what happens today. And they're kind enough on senior day for the Cardinals because Wainwright and Molina are going to play. Albert Pujols will play, and he'll face a rookie left-hander. That could be interesting this afternoon. You hear all the action with John and Ricky. Everything starts at 11.45 with the pregame show here on KMOX. Uh, later in the show, we'll, as we mentioned, we'll visit with John Mozeliak, talk a little bit about the Cardinals overall. The farm system is up and running, and we'll find out who's doing what there. And there have been some other things that have taken place in the minor leagues. The pitch clock uh, is shaving off about 20 minutes a game. The 14-second pitch clock is shaving off about 20 minutes a game, and I like that. So we'll get his thoughts on that and where it's headed and a few other things that are going on in the world of baseball. And as we mentioned, we're going to talk some hockey with Andy Strickland a little later. Earl Austin Jr., we have so many things to cover with him with regard to what's going on in college sports, uh, the portal, uh, the NIL, and certainly what's going on in uh, basketball as well. So we'll have a chance to visit with him. But what we'll do now is take our first break. We'll come back. We'll visit with Cardinal Manager Oliver Marble in just a bit here on Your Voice, KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. From the Stiefel Sports Studio, we go to Cincinnati, Ohio, and standing by is Cardinal Manager Oliver Marble. And first of all, good morning, Skipper. How are you? Good morning, players. How are we doing? We're doing well. Good weather over there is expected today, so uh, that that's something you don't have to worry about. But also the thing that it's senior day for the Cardinals, as we have Albert, we have Yachty, we have Al, um, Adam Wainwright all going this afternoon. But 
looking at yesterday's game, I want to go back to that for just a second. Uh, Dakota Hudson, really solid yesterday, and now you're starting to see some of your pitches stretch out a little bit more. Is that where you're seeing from where you sit? No doubt. Our starter's doing a nice job of going a little further and deeper in games, so we saw that all week. And then uh, Dak did a nice job yesterday. He really did. Um, got behind a little bit of certain hitters, some deep counts, but was able to kind of still control the strike zone at times and, and get the ground ball double play. He was on the ground quite a bit, I think 10 ground ball outs. Um, so, yeah, he lets that sinker play. He, uh, it's, it's it's good for him and good for us. How important is it for, for Dak to have a guy, an umpire who understands he's got a good sinker? Because, you know, he's always low in the zone, and when he brings it up, that's when he gets hurt. Uh, but how important is it for him to have an umpire that understands this is where he works out of, the lower part of the strike zone? Yeah, Dak's going to be best when he's just attacking the strikes, to be honest with you. He he has enough stuff to get people out in the zone and doesn't have to nibble below it um, because of how much action that pitch actually has. Um, so his ability to, to just uh, pound the strikes on and let his stuff play, uh, he's going to be on the ground quite a bit. Uh, the more he does that, the deeper he'll go in games. Uh, his stuff is plenty good enough. Andrew Kisner turned in another good performance, not only in the batter's box, but certainly behind the plate. What do you see in him right now? And what do you see the difference between last season and this season so far? Uh, he's able to get into a little bit more of a rhythm. He understands uh, his playing schedule um, and, and his ability to be in there more often than he has in the past. So um, that that's allowed him to, to approach the game with more rhythm and uh the reality is this kid has prepared well even when he's not playing. And uh, now that he's in there, um, we're, we're seeing what he's capable of doing. But he's done a nice job to this point. You know, one of the big stories this week was the fact that Jordan Hicks finally made the start that we'd all been looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Now that you've had a chance to digest that, that first outing as a starter, what were your thoughts on it? Uh, Hicks, was, that was fun to watch. Um best part about it is he, he's taken the mound with a lot of confidence. He's a, he's a great competitor, but he's slowing the game down enough to allow his stuff to play. He, he's in control, which is uh, that's the fun part to watch uh, as he continues to get stretched out. Him being under control with the confidence he has right now is going to be, uh, is going to be pretty dynamic. Yeah, that's an interesting point you make about him having control. How often do you see players that need to kind of pump the brakes uh, because the game comes at them fairly quick and some guys can't really digest it as well as they need to? How often do you have to remind guys or do guys remind themselves that they sometimes have to, A, breathe, and B, slow it down to the point where they can truly embrace what their skill set's all about? Uh, That's the biggest separator at the big league level. Um, Skill is skill. And uh, everybody up here is good at what they do. Uh, they're they're really good at their craft. The, the separator is their ability to emotionally and, and mentally handle the pressures of this game. And when things aren't going well, your ability to take a step back, take a deep breath, and, and anchor into what makes you good. Uh, there's a lot of players with a, a high elite level of skill that um, can't do that. And, and we don't see them stay at the big league level for very long. But there's some guys with average skill with a big league mentality, elite mentality, that are able to handle the pressures of this game, and, and they, they stay at the big league level for a long time. So for, for me, that's the biggest separator in, in being able to stay up here is your ability to actually control the game, slow it down, um, and let your stuff play. Cardinal manager Oliver Marmel is with us here on KMOX. And, you know, one of the things you see in the game today are that we have so many young players, and a lot of guys are learning on the fly. 
This Andre Pallante, though, we saw him in the spring. Uh, he caught everybody's eye, and he hasn't disappointed anyone yet. What makes him get off to such a good start? Well, he's got elite stuff, um, and he has pitch arsenal to be able to get righties and lefties out. You can fire him in there at any part of the lineup. And uh, we're going to continue to uh, shoot him in there in different situations and see how he handles it. Um, Going back to mentality and just emotional IQ being the separator, um, we're going to find out what we have in in Palante, um, and we're going to continue to fire him in there and and see if he uh, is able to handle different situations. You know, handling situations is something that when you have the DH now, you've got Corey Dickerson, you use Lars Newtbar, and certainly Albert, uh, it's, it was nice to see Corey Dickerson, who I, I consider a professional hitter, uh, him making a big contribution yesterday. Lars Newtbar is relaxing a little bit more in the batter's box. You're seeing him come around. Is it just a matter of just guys having a chance to settle in? Because we're only two weeks into the season. Well, you, you nailed it, Clay. It's a, that's the biggest part is some of these guys um, settling in, feeling comfortable, and then contributing. And, uh, once they get a couple spots where they're able to come up with a big hit, like we saw Dickerson do a couple uh, times now, um, that allows you to kind of feel like you're contributing and you're settling in. And uh, I think the more uh, they do that, um, the better performance we'll see out of both of them. But we're, we're getting to that spot. You know, one of the things, as I mentioned, is we're just two weeks in. Are you noticing any trends, anything different about how the game is being uh, approached as far as strategy is concerned or how teams are playing defensively? Uh, because it, you know, I know what you guys are starting to do, or not necessarily starting to do, the shift, you guys have taken the shift and, and kind of gone in a different direction where you'll show it early and then you'll play straight up maybe with a hitter with two strikes on him. Is that something that you've been thinking about for a while? Is that something that uh, we're going to see more of? Uh, it, it just depends. Honestly, we did a decent amount of it last year as well. It's just specific to hitters and, and some of the lineups we've been facing. Um the, the info will tell us that early in counts, um, they're a heavier pull, and once they get the two strikes, they shorten up and use a little bit more of the whole field. Uh, so you'll see it from time to time, but it's more hitter-specific than just strategy, overall strategy. Or, um, but, but, yeah, I mean, we've seen it quite a bit with the lineups we've faced to this point, and we'll continue to see it as we go. There are reams of information that you can pour through before a game. Uh, give me one stat defensively and offensively that you look for that as you look through your stats and your notes every day, what's the one thing you look for in preparation for your opponent? The, the one offensive stat and the one defensive stat that you look at. That maybe we we don't take for granted as much, uh, considering fans look at batting average, home runs, things of that nature. They're, they're, you can peel off another layer and find some other things. So what might it be? Gosh, that's a tough question. And the reality is, I, I don't look at just one stat that's more meaningful to me than another. It's it's the combination of all the things that we get from our baseball development department, and uh, that tell a bigger story as to how we're going to approach the day. So th- there's not one specific stat on either side of the ball where it's like this is the one I anchor to, as much as taking in all the information on every player that is on the other side. Um, to tell a full story as to how we're going to approach them, whether that's how we're going to pitch to them, position against them. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's more of a combination of stats than just one specific one. Uh, how how are things going with Jack Flaherty? I know he is uh, starting to throw a little bit. How, how are things going as far as his uh, recovery? Yeah, we're right on schedule. He's, uh, he's playing catch and, and backing it up, and he's at a good spot uh, physically and mentally. 
Um, but he's right on schedule as to where we were hoping he'd be at this point. Um, you know, as we know, everybody knows we had a short in spring training. Um, what did you take away from spring training that you'd like to apply more maybe for next spring or something that you've been able to carry into the season with regard to how your team prepares? You know what? The, the short and spring training was interesting because um, the, we, we weren't able to communicate with our players during that time period uh, in the off season. And um, credit to our guys, they came in um, extremely prepared. We got some high character guys that really care about their careers and they came in ready, um, which, which helped a lot. So the short and spring training, we, we weren't affected a ton by it. Um, it. It actually was pretty smooth. Um, we didn't need the extra couple weeks because we have stretched our guys out a little more, sure. Uh, but the reality is our guys came ready, and because of that, we um, the short and spring training was actually a, a plus for us. You know, when you, you look at your team, and one of the things that I've learned that I've truly come to appreciate is how good you guys are defensively. And Nolan Arenado will do something special, it seems like, every night. And Paul Goldschmidt does something special every night. You sit in the dugout and you get a real close look at that. Do you look at look at your coaches and some of your other players and just say, I can't believe I just saw that? Yeah, there's. I mean, there's plenty of times where I just laugh. Um, we have a joke of a defense. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, and, and, and here's the thing. They, they really care about it. Um, you watch us do our pregame and, and guys are intently going through it um, with a purpose. Um, they're intentional about their work. They care about it. Our staff makes it important. Our players finding, find it important. So they're, they're doing their pregame very game-like, uh, at a game-like speed. So when the game happens, it's just an instincts kick in, and you don't have to think a whole lot. But uh, their preparation leads to those plays happening in the game that people are amazed by. So credit to our, uh, our players because they go about it the right way. You know, that, that's a great point you make about them going about the right way. And I've seen a lot of teams prepare over the years. And I have to tell you, this team really, truly puts work in behind the scenes unlike a lot of teams I've seen in the past. And, and I think the fact that they see what the results will bring them, uh, they just seem like they turn it up a notch. And, and I think the work ethic that you have with your ball club is, is contagious. I agree with you. You're, you're good at what you work on. And, um, I mean, you look at this clubhouse today. It, it's easy to walk in here today. you got a day game, long road trip. You're heading back home. And to think, hey, let's just get through today and, and prepare for the Mets. But the reality is you walk in that clubhouse today and it's a playoff game. Um, these guys are preparing for today as if it was a playing game. You, 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 we, it's a must win. The mentality um, of everybody that's in the lineup today is, is it's impressive. Um, they know today's a big game and uh, winning this third one is important. So the way they prepare and go about their business is, uh, is elite. Ten-game road trip, man. You'll be glad to see anybody in this zip code right about now, I'm sure. But you, you, you don't want to take your eye off the ball. So what do you look like for a lineup this afternoon? Yeah, we have uh, Edmund leading off against the lefty. Goldie at first, O'Neal on left, Arenado at third, Alberts DHing, Carlson hitting behind him, playing right. Sosa's at short today. Uh, Molina catching and Bader in center field. All right. I don't want to jinx you. I think I may have done it earlier this week when I said, let's get your first big league sweep. Uh, hopefully we'll get it today. Yeah, I don't believe in that. We'll, we'll try to give it a shot today. Well, that's all we need. Just give it a shot. Hey, as always, Oliver, thank you so much for your time, and I look forward to seeing you at the ballpark tomorrow. 
Appreciate it, Clavis. Thank you. Thank you, sir. That's uh, Cardinal Manager Oliver Marmel with us here on KMOX for courtesy of the uh, Stiefel Sports Studio. Did I get them all in, James? All right, I'm good. Okay, when we come back, it's kind of going to be an open segment because there are a few things going on in the world of sports that are interesting to me. And I want to get your thoughts as well. Earl Austin Jr. is going to join us in this hour also and talk a few things with him. Next hour, we'll visit with Andy Strickland, talk some hockey. Blues are in action tonight. They take on the Ducks. Uh, the playoffs are just around the corner. People are starting to get anxious about that. And uh, at the bottom, or near the bottom of the hour, we'll visit with Cardinal President of Baseball Operations, John Mozeliak, and get his thoughts on his ball club and some other things that are going on around the game. And also, by the way, we'll talk, well, we'll talk about it when we come back. So we'll take a break. We'll come back. I'll run down a few things, and we'll do that when we return right here on Your Voice of the Cardinals and St. Louis University, KMOX. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back, everybody, here in the Stiefel Sports Studio. I'm Mike Claiborne in sports on a Sunday morning. Uh, a lot of things to get into today. We're going to visit with Earl Austin Jr. a little bit more, a little later in this hour. Andy Strickland will talk some hockey with us in the 11 o'clock hour, as well as John Mozeliak talking some baseball uh, in that hour as well. Leading us up to Cardinal Baseball, Ricky Horton and John Rooney will have the call for you from Cincinnati. The Redbirds are going for the sweep. Good game yesterday as they won 5 nothing. as I mentioned uh, with Oliver Marmel, the fact the Cardinals have senior day. That's what I call it now. Whenever Yachty, Wayno, and Albert played senior day, 
And because the Cincinnati Reds are kind enough to provide a rookie left-handed pitcher today, Albert's in the lineup. And if you've been paying attention to Albert Pujols since he's been in a Cardinal uniform so far this year, he's lighting up lefties pretty well. Although the guy yesterday got him, but that's going to happen. But I will say this, watching him now, and maybe you look at it the same way, it kind of reminds me of the good old days with Albert where it was kind of must-watch. Whatever you were doing, you stop and listen to the radio. If John or Ricky are on the call or when, when Mike was working with John and Albert would step to the plate, you kind of stopped what you were doing to see what was going to happen next because uh, he was special then, and uh, we hope he still has some special moments for, uh, in his final season. But he's going to be in the lineup today. Uh, he's going to face a gentleman by the name of Nick Lodolo. He's a rookie. Uh, but one thing caught my eye when you look at his numbers, he's only pitched nine innings, but he has 12 strikeouts. So we'll, we'll, this ought to be interesting today, see how that thing unfolds. Uh, as we mentioned, everything starts at 1145 with the pregame show. And uh, I see Joe Pott is here. Michael Langston's running the board. So this will be a flawless day of Cardinal baseball with Joe and Michael and Ricky and John and Jim Jackson and Cardinals hang about nine runs in the first inning. We'll be good. Speaking of nine runs, did you see yesterday's game, Pittsburgh? They get shut out by the uh, Chicago Cubs by, what, 21 to nothing. They only had three hits. Now, I was – John and I did a game earlier this in the spring where Cardinals put, like, 29 runs on, uh, on the Washington Nationals. But a big league game – at this time of the year, to have somebody hang 20 on you. And believe me, folks, it happens to everyone at some point where there's going to be a day or a night that the other guy is going to make you spring a leak and you can't fix it. And we saw it with Pittsburgh yesterday. The only problem is I think Pittsburgh may have a few more of those coming before it's over with because uh, they have a collection of players. And we see a lot of teams like that now that have a collection of players. They've got a good guy here, a good guy there, but, oh, they don't have enough of this, they don't have enough of that. And everybody is in search of pitching. And the ones who do have pitching, it's young. We saw it in Miami with the Marlins. Uh, they have some young pitchers, starters, that I think can, can be pretty good. Now, bullpen is a whole different subject. But you see a lot of teams right now that have these young pitchers and the unfortunate thing about them is that they're learning on the job in the big leagues. And that's okay to a point, but my challenge is they don't learn how to pitch out of trouble. You know, they get runners on base and they turn around, oh, it's the fifth inning, i got to hurry up and get out of here. They don't pitch through trouble. Seldom do they pitch through the order more than twice. Uh, and I'm not sure if that's the best way to hone the next generation of pitchers. Uh, but everybody's doing it because they want to be careful with them. And certainly this year, and really over the last couple of years, because of COVID, we've done some things differently. Some guys didn't have a spring training. Some guys didn't have a season. And now we're trying to bring normalcy back into play. And at this point, some guys are still struggling with that. But those, those are some of the little things. But the other thing that I'm giddy about, and I mentioned it earlier, th this pitch clock in the minor leagues, uh, if you can shave 20 minutes off of a game, um, I'm all for it. And if you listen to other people talk about ideas on how you can shorten, you know, the games, the walk-up music is one of the things that everybody's talking about in the big leagues. They say if you cut that back, you'd be amazed at how much you do. I've always felt if you get in the batter's box, stay in the batter's box. If you do that, you'd be amazed because they did it to one year where they tried to enforce it. 
And I thought we had some pretty swift games, considering. I think if you had them just, hey, look, man, if it's a foul ball, you can step out. Okay, I get it. But all the, the glove adjusting and practice swings, just get in the box and hit, man. That's what you're here for. Nobody cares about that other stuff. I think it would make it a more crisp game. Um, but I think the other challenge that we have, if you've watched games here recently, they go merrily along their way as a starter unless he gets in trouble. Then he starts looking around, trying to figure out what he wants to do. The relievers are the ones we're going to have to have a sit-down talk with because some of these relievers, and I was putting the clock on a couple of guys last week, we have some guys that would go 24, 26 seconds between pitches. They got to rub up the ball. They got to step off. They got to lean in. They got to take a deep breath. They come from the stretch. They look over at first. They have no move to first. They just look over there. And some of them don't even look anymore. But And then they pitch. And then we go through this whole rigmarole once again. Um, I like quick games. I like quick games because I think fans get more out of it. They're more efficient. I think it generates a lot more things that I think are good for watching baseball. And it could be a 2 nothing shutout. It, I don't care. But, you know, if you're playing good defense, and I think we've been spoiled already in St. Louis by watching how well this team plays defensively. And, again, it's just two weeks. But I think we saw from what they did last year to carry over into this season. But when you have that working for you, I think it's a lot of fun. And hopefully uh, next year when the pitch clock is implemented that uh, we'll have even more efficient games. And at the bottom line is as long as the Cardinals win, that's all that counts as far as I'm concerned. But the other thing I want to talk about, first of all, congratulations to – Cabrera uh, having 3,000 hits. We saw him in his infant stages when he was with the Miami Marlins. And i never forget, Albert, we were talking about him one day. He said, that guy's going to have, we have one of the greatest careers you'll ever see. He said he could flat out hit. And Albert was right. 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, a triple crown winner. I mean, he checks a whole lot of boxes. And uh, he finally got the 3,000 yesterday. So congratulations to him. But one of the other things that's a little concerning, and now it's spilled over into baseball, what, what's up with these fans who feel like they can say and do anything to players? Uh, where yesterday, uh, Cleveland Guardians uh, basically had to move off the field because fans started to throw things. There was a lot of jousting going back and forth between players and fans. You know, I think anybody who comes to an event certainly has a right to cheer and boo and things of that nature. I think we, though, have taken it to a level where you think you can say or do anything and nothing's going to happen. I think we're at a very critical stage in our sports viewing where fans need to pull it back a little bit because we've seen guys get fined for flipping off fans. We've seen, we've heard players say things to fans in the audience, and that's not what we're here for. Or boo a guy, that's fine. Do whatever you want to do. But when you get personal, when you get to a point where they're just supposed to take it just because you're a fan or, as you like to say, a customer, I'm not sure if there's a place for that. But there's going to be a guy or a woman who's going to cross that line and that athlete is going to say enough is enough. Uh, we we kind of saw it this week with Mike Tyson where that guy was begging for it, and he got it. So I always say, you know, be careful for what you wish for. Go to the events. Have a good time. But that doesn't give you the right to cross the line because if it would happen to you, 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 know, you, you know what you would do. You would take it in a different direction. 
So think about how it works for the other person. You know, he's out there or she's out there trying to do their job and play a game that you paid to see. Doesn't give you the right to act an imbecile. So we've seen it in baseball. We see it in basketball. We've seen it in hockey. Can't have it. All right? Let's, let's think about that the next time we go to an event. All right, I've said my piece on that. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll visit with Earl Austin Jr. I have a laundry list of things to talk to the awesome one about, and you're going to hear what I have to say, and you'll hear his answers when we come back on your sports voice for the Cardinals, St. Louis University, KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back, everybody. It is 1045 in St. Louis, and we go to the guest line, and we visit with Earl Austin, Jr., uh, color analyst at St. Louis University, sports editor of the St. Louis American, and just an overall great guy. How are you this morning? I'm fine, Michael. How are you doing I'm today? Do- I'm good. Now, what game are you at today? Because you spend your entire life watching the future of sports. So where are you at today? Well, I'm coming home. I've been at Kansas City, uh, Kansas area all weekend at a, a tournament. I work for, work for Prep Hoops, Missouri. So we put out a our organization put on a big Kansas City Live tournament, so spent a few days there. So I'm on my way home now to rest up. All right. weekend, but it was fun. Sounds good. Hey, uh, a lot yeah. of things to talk about. Um, St. Louis, you got some tough news the other day when uh, Yuri Collins decided he wanted to go into the transfer portal. Uh, he has not declared where he's going to attend school, uh, but it really kind of left St. Louis you a little light in the point guard position. So what are you hearing on how they're going to fix that? Because this team – had a lot of components that really made you say to themselves, you know what, we might be pretty good next year, but you know what, you can't be very good if you don't have a guy that can distribute the ball. Absolutely. Uh, you can have a great Indy car that's fast, but uh, you need a driver. That is true, we, no doubt. We need, and, we, and we need a couple of them. Uh, you may not be one as a prolific a passer as Yuri, but you need somebody who's uh, just solid, you know, and, you know, with some experience. And like I said, 
we got good wings coming back. We got a big man, Coral, coming back. We got everything else in place. We recruited pretty well. So now we need – I haven't heard about what we're going to do at this point. So hopefully uh, we can turn off something uh, uh, pretty soon to kind of keep this shit going. Yeah, I heard some um, discussion last night about some players that may be coming in. And one of them, when that was told, I kind of nodded my head and said, okay, I can see that. So we'll see what happens this week. Um, you know, this name and likeness thing has been the ultimate game changer along with the portal. And we watched Jay Wright from Villanova retire. I'm of the belief that we're going to see more coaches who are legitimately established as good coaches who may hit a certain age that probably would say I've had enough because this this whole thing has really become a greater challenge than I think anyone ever envisioned. Um, and I think some universities – kind of poo-pooed it, but now it's here and it's something that we're going to have to deal with for a while. So do you see some other coaches down the road saying, you know what, I'm good. Uh, I didn't sign up to do all the things that now are required to be a coach. It's possible. It makes your job a lot easier. Uh, just think yesterday a young man from Kansas State, Nigel Pack, uh, just committed to Miami and he signed and the, the, the company, I guess uh, something wallet uh, it was a two-year contract, 400000 per year, $800,000. And it was the president of the company who put the tweet out about this young man committing to Miami uh, out of the portal for, for $800,000 for two years. So it is a game changer. First, immediate eligibility after transferring was a game changer. Now you throw NIL into it where uh, it, it becomes literally, like you say, it's free agency. It's like professional sports free agency. And uh, it, it does definitely change the landscape of, uh, of, of college athletes, football and basketball, especially when kids can move at any time, at any place, and, uh, and it's paid for play. You, you know, it's, it, as you say that, and I know people used to complain about coaches moving in that same manner. Now that the players have the right to do it, uh, it's all of a sudden, well, this is going to ruin the game. Well, yeah, it, it may alter the game. There's no question about that. So is there some middle ground from where we're at now to where we can find a little bit more responsibility on all parts? It'll be interesting to see, I think. Uh, I think there's one with – I always thought when coaches left, I always thought players should have been allowed to leave too mm -hmm. if, without, without penalty because, you know, the people say, oh, you, you came to the school, not the coach. No, the coach and the staff really recruited you, you know. You may live in New York or St. Louis, and that coach may be somewhere in the Rocky Mountains, and that's the only thing you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, he's bringing you to the Rocky Mountains. You, you know, you're not, you know, that's what you're there for. But so, uh, and the Rocky Mountains are nice. They're, you know, I got brother lives in Denver, but that's what I'm saying. The kids are attracted to the, the staff that brings them there. So it, it does. It, it, it kind of levels. The, it, it does definitely levels the playing field. And also, I've always been of the of belief that you know. The, the, you know, kids are going to get a little want a little piece of the action. Now they're getting a, a piece of the action now uh, financially, and uh, and that's why and it, it's it's really the pendulum is really swinging the other way now, and with with these nil deals and and what I think that that eight hundred thousand that might set a market. Who knows? Yeah. Oh God, there were kids, their kids in football like are close to a million dollars. You know, so. Yeah, it, it definitely changes things. I don't think there's any doubt that it, it changes things. And, you know, I met the gentleman who was – he's this big Miami alum, 
and he is spending money on getting athletes into that school unlike anything I've ever seen. Um, and it's it's above board. I mean, he, board, he has yeah. them doing commercials the whole nine yards, and it's not just the football and basketball teams that he's investing in. He's investing in the university, which brings me to the point where I think, and I look at these programs who want to be big time, and the boosters want to be big time, and they, they I, you know, we want to have this, and we want to have primo seats and all the mm-hmm. other things. Well, you know what? Now it's your time to step up, and you pick the yeah. university because there's always one guy standing around acting as if he's like the the uh, president and general manager of the program because of his money. Well, now I I really feel like this is your opportunity to step up, and if you don't have those people in your program, you have no chance to succeed. You may as no, well no. get paperwork out to be relegated to a lower class of Division Two or Division Three or something along that line because it, you can't survive. Yeah, you, you, you got to put your money where your mouth is now. And then it, it's almost like I'm thinking of it almost like it's big market, small market teams now. Yeah. So if you're at if you're at a quote unquote mid major, quote unquote small market, you almost have to run your organization like it. Say, you know. Like, remember the Expos before they... Before oh, they yeah, moved? they were a feeder yeah. system to every other team in baseball. When they had right, a good right. player, you went, yeah, we'll, we'll trade for this guy. Right, oh, okay, exactly. So what they did was, meaning that on your staff, you better have great guys who can identify talent to play the system you want to play. you got to have guys who can really develop talent and play in the system you want to play because, say, if the, like you say, the quote-unquote Yankees come and get... You develop that guy, if the Yankees come get him, you have to have the next guy ready in your system, you know, yeah. ready ready to go, knowing that I'm not I can't afford what what they're gonna pay, so I gotta have the next guy up. So you you really have to be, uh, you know, that 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 may have to be what some programs do as well. You know, I, I also think that uh, assistant coaches now are going to be magnified mm-hmm. more with regard to their impact on a player and recruiting, and development. So if there's anybody who deserves a pay raise, it should be these assistant coaches because their job just got a lot of harder and uh, the requirements are going to be even more stringent. So if you're going to look around, you better when you hire an assistant coach these days, you better make sure you pay them well because they're going to be very hard to come by down the road. Hey, before we get out of here, we have to talk a little NBA. Um, I am of the belief that the most fundamentally sound player in the NBA right now that does everything the way you would teach it is Jason Tatum. And, and you tell me what you tell me what he can't do, and I always tell people, hey, if you want your kid to be a, a good player, just have him watch Jason Tatum. And I don't care what position he plays. I mean, he handles the ball well. He makes good entry passes. He knows how to guard. He shoots. I mean, he does everything. And you know, it's not about dunking. He does everything fundamentally sound below the rim unlike anybody I've seen in years. He is morphing into this all-around becoming what could potentially be the best player in the league. Well, we knew, for those who are from St. Louis, everybody knew Jason was a great passer before he became a bucket getter. Jason used to drop dimes. I used to watch him in middle school before he even got to high school. He was a great passer. Now you're starting to see that again. Like you said, he's always a tremendous scorer from all three levels. But now, like you said, defensively, He's becoming a not only a stand-up, just like so what he's doing with KD and with his length and his and his, then his want to, and he's a great team defender, and he's just becoming that like you said that all-around whatever you need me to do to help win a championship, 
that's what I'm going to do. And he does it at the highest level. It, it is amazing to watch him, especially because KD is like his mentor. KD already, when they were teammates on the Olympics, when KD kind of led him to the gold medal, and then during one prayer, after they beat Chaka Falaka, KD said, this is the next guy. Yeah, you know that USA basketball, and like, and he's got the perfect size—he's six nine, almost six ten—and can guard every position. It's uh, and like, he's still ain't at his peak yet. He's just twenty-four. Remember, you—you've been around NBA all your life. These guys reach their physical peak like in their mid twenties. They're grown men. He's just five years in at twenty-four, so he's still getting better and better and better. Final question for Earl Austin inside of our final thirty seconds: uh, the injuries in the NBA playoffs have certainly changed some things. Who do you like now to get to the finals? I'm looking at Boston and Golden State look the best right now. Uh, both have played great team defense. They both have multiple scores. Boston's got more experience of they're making a couple of uh, and they got Williams back. Mm-hmm. I really like I really like like their team. Now they they'll probably see Milwaukee in that next round. That would be a hell of a series. Devin Booker's injury really throws a monkey wrench. I mean, they were the best team without a doubt through all the season. With them with that hamstring, that kind of pushes Golden State ahead as well. Memphis coming in the wild card. I think we lost him. I'm right now with Boston and uh, Golden State right now. All yeah. right. Awesome, always, man. It's great to visit with you. Thank you for your time, and uh look forward to seeing you down the road. My pleasure, Mike, always. All right. Earl Austin Jr., always good to visit with him. All right, coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk some hockey with Andy Strickland. John Mozalox is going to join us as well. We invite you to do the same when we come back in the next hour here on KMOX. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.